this episode of Teaching Today, we visit Rotorua Girls High School as a case study on culturally responsive teaching. How do you even begin to close the gap in educational achievement between young Māori and Pākehā? By being deliberate, by being relentless, but also being connected. Faced with a changing school dynamic and a falling role, Rotorua Girls High School started a transformation program to redefine its direction, vision and graduate profile. Wasn't it great to be Māori in, in the school? What we've given for our Māori students is a sense of belonging. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, any other school. It's our moral purpose. You can't have students in your school that aren't achieving their true potential. You must address issues of equity and excellence. In its 2014 report, the Education Review Office proposed that the school look at success as Māori from the perspective of local iwi, Te Arua, and respond to the aspirations of learners, whānau, iwi, and also the community. The school's principal had been in her job for less than six months, but she had already embarked on a path of discovery that would see significant change in educational achievement in a school that is 78% Māori. That principal is Ali Gibbons, herself a former student of Rotorua Girls, and at the time Ali started high school, over 85% of Māori across New Zealand left secondary school without qualifications. As a young student, Ali's only option to learn te reo at school was to drop to the lower academic stream. Her grandfather's advice, however, probably set her on the path she's on today. I went back to my grandfather, who was a wonderful uh, mentor for me and just inspirational and told him that I wanted to move. I don't want to be in that class. There's only two of us. I don't want to be in it. And he said, um, you stay where you are because one day you may sit in a chair like your headmistress. So I came in with a real mission, I guess. I must also say that when I came here, it wasn't that great to be Māori in, in a school. And I wanted our girls to know that they were great. You know, all students need to know that they are great. It's a beautiful school. Walking around the school grounds with Ali, we see murals of Tiao Kapurangi, a Tiaroa ancestress who's become the inspiration for a holistic approach to raising Māori achievement. This journey has involved recognising the students' language, their culture, and the classroom. At its heart sits Tiao Kapurangi as an inspiration for the young female students. So there's a, a, a piece of writing there that says, Anoke te o te Kapurangi. That whakatoki relates to the story of Tiao Kapurangi, who was captured in Rotorua and married off to the Napui leader up north. When iwi conflict brought her back to Mokoia Island in Lake Rotorua, Tiao Kapurangi begged her husband to save her people. Her husband said he would spare only as many people as could pass between her legs. But she outfoxed him by standing astride the whare and calling her people inside. The story is a powerful story for our girls. And we wanted our girls to know that, you know, we, if you come on this journey with us, you will leave here as confident, connected, um, lifelong learners. In Ali's first year at the school, the leadership team talked to students, parents, they talked to whānau and community, working with the Board of Trustees to revision the school. They worked with Kia Iki Pānuku and Potuma Ponamu to develop and embed a culturally responsive and relational pedagogical strategy. 
They introduced compulsory Year 9 Te Reo Māori lessons in new school values based on an acronym from Te Ao Kapurangi's name. The desired effect was to create identity and worth and it was one of the reasons that the school was chosen to win a Prime Minister's Excellence Award. By strategising with iwi organisations, adopting inquiry learning and streamlining its many practices and policies, Rotorua Girls High is successfully re-engaging whānau and Māori learners. And the winner of the Awatea Award Excellence in Governing is Rotorua Girls High School. Oh, we go back filled with pride and, and feeling very humble and grateful and just superbly proud of our graduates from Australia Girls High School. What we've given for our Māori students is a sense of belonging and, and, a, and a sense of success. And also because for them, they now have um, equity and excellence is embedded into how we do things in our school. We open up a whole range of pathways for them to aspire. Year 11 student Bree is an empowered young woman at Rotorua Girls High School. We asked her about setting her sights on becoming a doctor and how she feels supported by staff to achieve that dream. That's what I want to be and that's what I want to stick to, so that's what I'll do. And all the teachers just help me and support me and they say that my goal is really good and just keep going at it and they'll help me whenever I need it. So I feel... I'm not really sure how to explain it. I just sort of feel like I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Like I feel that this was the best choice for me and our school has a really good culture and everyone looks after everyone. And the teachers and Miss Gibbons is like so lovely. And yeah, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, any other school. Showing each student that they matter and are fully supported individually is important to Ellie and her staff. Ellie says really knowing each learner, their language, their strengths and what they bring to learning was how the school could get each student to where they aspire to be. We asked Ellie how the data played a role in this approach. We um, run a database where teachers go on um, uh, whenever they want to and need to, just to see how their students are tracking, not only in their subjects but across the tracking. Up there, that's just our junior tracking. We have a whole lot of uh, another set of um, school-wide tracking that follows our NCA students. So it's really important. It's not just data up there for the sake of outcomes. It's this student is really important. She's here now. How can we help her to get where she needs to be? So what we do with our, uh, our students coming through our senior levels, we uh, identify those who want to go to university because not everyone wants to go to university. They've all got different pathways. Some of our students in year 12 go up to Toyohomai, which is our, our polytech, and they do um, trades. Some of our students are on gateway. So, but we need to know what their pathway is. So if it is a university pathway, we're tracking with them what else supports their learning as their dean follows them right through that journey. They, they know the families well, they know the girls who need support. So that tracking is crucial mm. and knowing their, you know, their goals, where they want to go to and monitoring all the time if they're going to achieve those, those goals. With our teachers, that was a, a lot of upskilling that we needed, not only about what culturally responsive and relational pedagogy look like, because it's key in our, in our school with our students, 
Um, you've got to have strong relationships with your, with your students. If you don't have those strong relationships, you're talking to the wall. Teacher-student relationships are not the only focus. There's also been a push for whānau involvement too. And so whānau are brought in early when they start school and they meet with, um, in our juniors, they have two whānau teachers, kahuyako we call them, um, who meet them. So there's about 12 in each group, so they really get to know their students well. They talk about their goals that the, that the students have, have put down and, and want to aspire to achieve. And then whānau, you know, confirm those or say how they can help their, their, their daughter or their granddaughter or their niece. Um, how they can all contribute going to be successful because we've all got to work together. Some students have really good, good support and some students don't. And so we have to be their support. So in terms of when we talk about whānau, we are whānau, we're all whānau in the school. This is our Rotorua Girls High School whānau. But those conversations are really important. Ellie says a shift in teacher practice at the beginning was crucial and she told us about how open minds and new ways of thinking were needed. You've got to have shared accountability. So you've got to understand is, you know, yes, we have got an issue here. We're not blaming anybody, but we've got to do, we've got to change because it's not working. So at the beginning of the year, I interview all the staff. They all come in to see me and they come in with a 531. And the five is for the five things that have worked well the year before. And they come in with their data and evidence and their inquiry. The three are three things that they need to change and one is one thing that they need to stop. So in one of my first rounds of the interviews in 2014, one of the teachers came in and she says, I just don't get them, they just hate this book that I teach, uh, give them to read. And I've been doing it for 10 years, and they hate it. And I said, so why would you keep doing the same novel if it's not working for the students? And she's because they need to read it, because I liked it when I was at school. There was that sort of thing. And so in response to something, you know, and, and students felt this, you know, from student voice of that time, as teachers are unfair. They don't teach us, t treat us equally. I like it when they can say my name properly and they don't even know me. And so that's what we had to use with our staff to start opening their mindset of what a crucial role we had in this school and how important culturally responsive relational pedagogy was. That student voice is really, really important because they tell it as it is. You know, they tell you if, if, if you're boring, if you're late, if you're not, you know, queuing them in. And you've got to take cognizance of them because they're at the heart of all we do. They're our raison d'etre for being here. And that's what we had to talk to the, the staff about. And I think some staff are a bit, um, you know, a bit shy or a bit nervous about hearing what students were actually thinking. But, but it gave us then a platform to build on. Okay, so if this is what has been said, and, and you're, you're acknowledging too that this is an area of growth, how do we, how do we help you to, and support you um, to make that shift? You know, we're, we're not going to make fun of anybody or, no. or anything like that. It's meaningful collaboration. So it's, it's, it's collaboration with our students, it's collaboration with our teachers, it's collaboration with iwi, it's collaboration with expert partners that come in, everything is about it, but at the centre of it are our, our, our girls. To help teachers lift their te reo and tikanga, the school has a clear strategic plan and Ali says there are regular tikanga lessons run by students for staff as part of professional development. So we have karakia, we have um, our own school song, 
we have our own school haka. We also have our students come in and run te reo classes. All of our staff are, are taught how to, to say their pepeha and what that means for them. Uh, through Ngāti Whakaui, they run a te, te rangi haka haka professional development uh, programme. And so our staff, two years ago, all went uh, for the night and had a noho marae together and learned all about the, the history of Rotorua and how we got our uh, street names and all sorts of information and important, prominent people in Te Arawa. This year, at the beginning of the year, another Ngāti Whakaui Te Rangi Haka Haka initiative, we all got on a bus and we did a round Lake Wotorua. You've got to just have the willingness to learn. You've also got students in your school who can, you know, who can help you and we encourage that. We say to the teachers, you know, this is our focus today or this week, use your students. Just to compare it with, we just had Pacifica Week last week and so the students um, came in and they taught the whole school, the sasa, and they explained from each of the islands how they do, do things. They had a carver ceremony on the stage for us, you know, so there's a real embracing of different cultures. But we had to get um, Māori achievement right first. It put people into uncomfortable positions too. This journey to lift Māori achievement hasn't been easy and Ellie certainly faced her fair share of critics. I think some of them thought I was paddling the rock of the walk the wrong way and that because I was Māori, I was driving it purely for my own you know, benefit. Ellie says for some teachers the hardest thing was accepting they had to do things differently for Māori learners. That what they'd been doing just wasn't working and of course that meant hard work. And what follows is feedback from a teacher after Ellie's first year as principal. This is the teacher's feedback, but not their voice. This is discrimination. I don't even see colour when I walk into the classroom. The girls are all the same. Is this even ethical? Some of them are just lazy. They have all sorts of excuses. They just can't be bothered. If they showed me some respect, I'd be able to show them some respect. But once that achievement data started to show rising academic performance and shrinking disparities between Māori and Pākehā learners, the teachers came fully on board Ali's waka. The school's culturally responsive curriculum has been recognised by Aero as positively influencing educational outcomes for all learners. And really, the proof is in the pudding. The school's NCEA achievements are now well above national averages. What our data showed in our 2014 uh, results, NCA role-based results, was that there was significant disparity between Māori and Pākehā. So then at level one there was a 20% difference, uh, level two, 10%, level three, 15%, and at university entrance, 38%. We've closed the gap. We've, we've closed the gap. And, and, and we've, in two, at the end of 2014, it was the biggest jump that we'd had in our NCA results, but the disparity was still there, but we'd close the gap. In fact, we got a group of our graduates to come in and, and say thank you to the staff about what their learning journey had been. And staff were crying when they listened to what they were saying to the staff. And they were saying, thank you, thank you for knowing me as a learner, thank you for what you do. Our staff are really generous, you know, hugely generous in the time that they give our girls. It's our moral purpose. You know, you can't have students in your school that aren't achieving their true potential. You must address issues of equity and excellence. And, and, and you do it so that the students 
can achieve any aspirational goals that they've got. And you've got to put your stake in the ground and you've got to drive it relentlessly. And you win friends and you lose friends. But you're in this job to make a difference. And you're in this job to raise student achievement. No excuses. So yes, difficult, but driven. Ellie's leaving Rotorua Girls High School at the end of the year to understandably spend more time with her whānau and mokopuna, and she also wants to learn te rau Māori at university level. She says the work at the school, though, is not yet done. It's ready to be taken to the next level. So you've, they really need somebody that can take this to another level now. You know, we've embedded all these things into the school, don't lose sight of any of that, but now look at the next level. There, there's always challenges out there. And, and sometimes it takes some staff longer to come on board, you know, they don't, because there's lots of changes, and, and I must say, there have been lots of changes since I've been here, and sometimes I've pushed too hard, and then I have to come back and have a look at it, but, but I still drive it, absolutely a living journey, and that's what's exciting about it. So it's not going to stop, it has, it's, on, it's on a momentum, and it has to keep going along. And it's an exciting journey and wonderfully And she'd love to share ideas and resources with other teachers or schools who are looking to improve cultural responsiveness and relational pedagogy. And so we also at the Council encourage all of our listeners to continue this discussion in your centres, in your schools, with your colleagues and also more widely on social media. Visit the Education Council website for information and copies of Tātaiako which explains the competencies teachers should display to make sure Māori learners achieve educationally as Māori. Bye.